welcome everyone back to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. And uh, today we're talking with Andre. You have to pronounce your last name because I'll butcher this in Russian. Can you pronounce this properly, please? Strokov. Strokov. Uh, Strokov. Yeah. Is this better? Can I really exaggerate it? Yeah, if, you, if you drink vodka a lot, it's probably going to be easy for you. Strukov, Smirnoff, like all this. Strukov, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good that I don't drink ever again. The, um, so we're just going to get right into this because I really want to play on all of the... I'm going to put a new, new piece to the show that's just stereotypes, I think. And we need to... You know, we need to hit on Russian stereotypes. The the other Russian IT director that I know, not that you're in IT, well, you are in IT, but is also Andre. So, but I need to come up with some, you know, anytime someone gets hacked or we need some sound bites for the show, you know, we need, yeah, we need like, I think you got hacked or whatever you think. What would be the best Russian or like, you know, my name is Vladimir. You got hacked. Like, what can we do? Can you do that for me? I need to, I'm going to, I'm going to edit this soundbite out. I need a Russian, you got hacked soundbite. How do we do that? So if you want to record, just, uh, Ya Vladimir, Ya Tibia Vzlamal. I don't know clue what that means. Does that mean you got hacked? <laughs> yes. This uh, means you got hacked, but it's, uh, Probably not exactly how you say in Russian. Like, uh, um, like you normally will not hear this. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever used Kaspersky antivirus, and it has such a horrible pig sound. Uh, you know, like uh, weeing pigs when uh, it detects the wires or malware on your system. So oh. that 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 always to me that's the sound of you get hacked or you got uh, your machine gun compromised this is a big sound by Kaspersky antivirus okay that's probably copyrighted I probably can't use that I'll try to maybe I'll just do it and ask for permission later ask for forgiveness <laughs> ask for forgiveness later but again as loud and as clearly as possible you got hacked in Russian <laughs> I love it or uh, and now just say it in English with your most exaggerated Russian accent, which is just natural to you. You got hacked. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I, I'm a li- I, right before this episode, I had to respond to an automated telecom call because uh, supposedly my Amazon account had been... Um, I don't know, somehow compromised. So I'm going to be calling that number back immediately after this because my Amazon account was compromised. So I must have to give them like my, I must have to give them my new credit card number or something. <laughs> right. Right. So I wonder how many people get. Or more if you have, if you have uh, multiple cards attached, give them all. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, <laughs> so give me, so let's just start off here. Let's start off here. What do you do on a on a daily basis? What's your like? What's your main job? What, what do you do? Um, so, I probably past few years have been uh, heavily uh, involved in operations. And operations, this is mean you touch everything from accounting to maintenance to uh, software development, IT department. So it's kind of like uh, Octopus uh, had, which just have all his feeds everywhere and then you have authority to go everywhere in all company branches and kind of ask hey guys why you do this way the certain way especially this is useful when uh, you coming from the companies which is was facing explosive growth and you literally don't have time to think through uh the things well while you implementing them because you have a, a explosive headcount uh, growth being constantly added to your uh, IT department to support and if the company uh, uh, kind of exits from this explosive growth and enters to this a uh, little bit more stable uh, mm-hmm. type of the growth or mode, that's mm-hmm. that's actually the best time where you can kind of look around and ask yourself, why did we decide to do this uh, this way? Uh, because, and someone looked, because someone Googled something and they downloaded it. That's why someone decided to do that. Whatever the reason was, like uh, you mean uh, not find the same person with the company anymore, or 
yeah. it will be so like because when you in the explosive growth, like you just literally like you you a fireman, you put down the fires. Like this broke, this doesn't work. Like this mining, like oh, throw mining system to mining this system, mm. and then it becomes a legacy mm. system. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what this black box? What it, what it does? I don't know. It just spits the uh, reports like on a daily basis. Uh, where it takes. I feel like from. that's me. <laughs> I feel like what's the password? Like, why do I have all these applications? What's this bill for? What's this bill for? Oh, I signed up for this. Oh, because it did this one little thing. It did this one little API. Right. It connected this CRM with this other CRM that I was testing out that went to this web page that went to this landing page that did this. Is this what you're talking about? Yeah, like, you know, just like we did everything we could to grow as fast as possible and now we have this pile of uh, crap. Yeah, or you may find like account some which is uh, you forgot to terminate the person along with the company and worse, like one thing if it's someone, I don't know, like the the entry level uh, uh, position, but if like another thing, if it was someone like a developer or outsource, like in, in the the guy who was responsible for this kind of uh, operations, like he's no longer the company, and then you find this like all, all those funds. Um, uh, it's what I've facing in the past few years. Uh, just going over all those inefficiencies, uh, and I was surprised. I actually not surprised, but that's actually a good time when you are, uh, especially in times like in 2020, 2021 with COVID, where you're looking where we can get extra money from. Uh, that's that's the best answer. Like look around and you clean it up because you can find something where you can um, um, uh, discover some I don't know productivity uh, like or optimization, and this is just your treasure seen in fighting yeah. somewhere in the corner. You just, you just have not seen when you... It's like money under the couch. Uh, it's like money under the couch. I, I did this little cartoon years ago with just like, you know, looking underneath the key, keyboard and there was money underneath the keyboard and, you know, then there's the couch in the waiting area and there's money hidden in that couch. And then, but I think what's, what's interesting is <clears throat> you're taking on all of this, creating more efficiencies. Uh, I guess we, we could call it, yeah, like you said, operations from a technical standpoint and a... Um, making things more efficient. And it correlates very interesting with our conversation last time, which is you're able to, you're, you're not really siloed into any, any one thing. And we kind of talked about the difference between, you know, America and, and Russia or just other, just foreign foreigners. We'll just call it foreigners. Let's be as, as politically incorrect as possible. You know, you foreigners that come over here to America, which is all of us, we're all foreigners. But um, we, we kind of talked last time about, you know, like just general, you know, Russian, Russian business survival skills and how you can come in and be kind of a jack of all trades. You're not going to just focus on like one thing, like, I don't know, database or software development or networking, or I've got my Cisco cert and that's what I do. There was kind of this, you know, survival skill. So let's just kind of go back in time because you, you started out electrical engineering and you, you ended up here in this kind of, um, I, I guess we'd call it, you know, CTO, CIO role in, you know, slash operations. But, um, you know, tell me the story, like, how'd you end up over here? Well, it's uh, it's not just me. It's uh, if you will take a look and look look around. Even uh, PMP certificate as of this year, they are implement much more agile methodology in their project management. And the reason why agile is uh, just winning around just like playing business. It's no longer uh, IT thing. It's not uh, no longer developers thing. It's just uh, pretty much a lot of organizations take this. And I guess it's coming back uh, back to business because Agile came um, uh, a, a lot of this. Like I probably you, you can go back all the way down to Toyota, which has introduced that Kanban uh, principles and methodology. And this kind of like then uh, some Agile uh, things get get kind of like intertwined with this thing. And so basically, the, it's just a new reality where uh, IT cannot. Uh, exist separately from the business, and uh, the business cannot exist separately from IT. 
And this is what exactly CTO and CIO need to understand that they are, they are to serve and support business and uh, at the same time provide to the business insights how they can provide efficiencies and uh, uncover all, all, the, uh, all the potential which is kind of just laying around. And the same thing, the business, they need to understand this. They need to, uh, if they want to survive, I guess, they will have to use the technology to get around or ahead of their competitors. It's, it's a matter of do or die. That's, that's plain. And uh, it's it, it just not just me. It's just uh, how the things are, should be done this, these days. Mm-hmm. I do need to hear how you got over here, though. I, I want to know <laughs> how did you... Because, because there's so, I mean, it's such a great story. I mean, from, well, um, from you, from you mentioning so, earning favoritism, you know, in graduating with electrical engineering and having experience in, yeah. in IT, uh, you know, and, you know, start, you know, how you st- started at your first well, company, you know, I mean, we, I just need to hear this. People yeah. need to hear this, you know, because we're very, I, I think a lot of us are very. All right. I don't know what the, I don't know what the word is. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Maybe privileged, maybe privileged over here in the United States, more privileged than say, you know, someone coming over, you know, on the boat from Russia. Well, you see here in, in high school, like uh, my cousin, he was in a, uh, in a sports team. He was playing volleyball and he was also get, getting some uh, favor uh, because he was uh, doing sport for uh, effectively, like just bring the name of the school and spreading the name of the school uh, in all those games and championships, uh, similar thing to me. Uh, I I was in university, and I, uh, my professor who I was working with, they discovered my uh, technology skills and uh, computer literacy, and they were started using this in their own profit. I guess I uh, was helping uh, to one professor co-author his book about the thermodynamics. And it got published. It got my name there as credits. Uh, it's, it's all good. But uh, it just give you an example where uh, by that time I was promoting technology to um, the people who was kind of far away from technology. And even in, in technology university, which is, was uh, kind of around automobile uh, industry or auto industry or electrical engineering uh, or chemistry, Uh, it's not computer science or technological institution. It's just plain normal university with uh, engineering sciences, but not Mm -hmm. computer science. And I was kind of weird in this this, uh, um, school because I was kind of one of those kinds, which is like, you may call me a nerd or like I always have computers (laughs) or something like that. But uh, actually, I I was able to produce a lot of wide to my uh, teachers, to my professors. And uh, in in exchange, I was also getting some slacking. Like I I could skip some lectures and maybe was uh, uh, helping to get some projects done for my teachers in exchange of uh, helping me with the project which is I need to complete for my coursework around electricity. And give me an example how you promoted technology though. Like what, what's like a real example of where you said like, Hey, we need to put technology in this hole here. Like where do we fill a gap? Uh, that, that's, uh, that's actually a very interesting uh, story because uh, like I was to start bringing the Technology, even in my uh, graduation coursework uh, subject, was um, it was around uh, kind of like a, a electricity market or like an infant smart grid, if you say so. Uh, uh, and this smart grid was like, it, well, maybe you need to know a little bit more about history in Russia <laughs> and uh, how electrical grid uh, is done in Russia. It's not like taxes; it's uh, their electrical system where their power system completely separated from other states. In Russia, it's it's all unified system. In uh, Russia, have actually uh, many different time zones. Like you can think of when people are uh, going home from the office on the east, uh, uh, people on the west just getting to their work. It, yep. This is how large it is, the, the country. Like it's so huge. You have uh, all, all, almost 12, ta- uh, 12 hours time zones or 12 time zones, and their yeah. domestic flights are longer than transatlantic flights. Like, domestic flight longer than uh, transatlantic. Just yeah. imagine. 
So, and this is uh, gives you a, a lot of idea how you can uh, how this actually variable and you can redistribute electrical uh, energy between those different time zones. And I, in my university, I propose to write uh, uh, a software, effectively a software, which just will allow you to automate some reporting and understanding. Of course, by that time, there was no even AI or understanding how this can be done a little bit more smart way. So I was doing this a little bit more uh, to automate it as much as possible using different meters, smart meters, uh, sensors, and this is way how you can distribute that electrical energy in a more smart way. So it was uh, this uh, graduation coursework one was one of the kind at my university, and I, I won a couple of different prizes uh, for this work. And this is truly actually became a collaboration of me and my uh, teachers and professors, which is was kind of like a, a jam in their normal graduation routine coursework, which just was boring, just like, I don't know, like, uh, uh, so. To if we could only do that with the internet, learning. you know, if we could only do that with the internet and redistrib- redistribute bandwidth over larger pipes during different times of day and stuff, it would help. But believe it or not, you know how the uh, uh, power line technology works or power over electrical lines? No clue. Do you know how this so Absolutely basically, not. you can uh, run your uh, IP network over your electric clients in your house, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've done that before. I've used so, like the... Go ahead. Be, now, now, believe it or not, the, uh, our uh, Russian electrical grid, they was using similar technology, of course, in, like in the older way, to send this information over the power lines across like the entire Russia. Mm. And so you can utilize effectively those uh, uh, this data transport to th- that was part of my coursework. You can use this transport to a little bit smarter to redistribute this electrical energy. Well, you are that definitely very you're you're definitely very frugal and think of many different ways to use. I mean, just your just your SD WAN deployment box on you know what I mean the just that little SD WAN box which. You know, maybe maybe we can talk about that later, but um, e- even that is so much more cost effective than the way a lot of people are right. doing things. Right. So instead of running all those uh, fibers or whatever the IP transport you can think of, you just use this power lines, which is already there. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is just a brilliant way to uh, send the data, and uh, it's not something I invented. It, it just was uh, they much more smarter people than I uh, did. They, I, I just reuse certain things for this project. And uh, basically, this is, illustrates how uh, my professors and teachers, they realized the power of technology. Um, it, it was kind of like a breakthrough in, at that moment when I had this uh, graduation work. And of course, uh, because of our, my close collaboration with them, I was uh, gaining some uh, advantages, like skipping some work in uh, my, on my free time, I was uh, working on, on a site uh, at Minister's provider uh, firm. And this is where I started gaining more and more experience with uh, working with the businesses and understanding that, uh, yes, uh, developers or uh, CTOs may think uh, about certain th- things that they think they are right, but from the business standpoint, it can be uh, it may not be the right answer for the business even this t- technology is beautiful this is absolutely awesome technology but if it doesn't apply to your business if it doesn't bring value to the business uh, this is what the, probably my biggest understanding happened when uh, I realized that and uh, I turned my uh, career be purely technical mm-hmm. uh, start working a lot of uh, with the business side of the things of the IT uh, it helped me a lot when I was uh, working in service provider. And then later on, I founded my own service provider, which is still operates. My brother still runs it. Believe uh, mm. it or not, like over, over a decade old company in Russia, yeah. operates a few different markets. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a successful project. And this is only it was uh, uh, possible to start with understanding that a technology is empowers business and power uh, business actually gains the value from the technology and they cannot be separated like the uh, uh, maybe you have a myth or a stereotype where uh, you think of the company and their IT department nerd sitting somewhere in the server room 
and never like to see people. Never, uh, he don't like. He hate to talk to people, and he think everybody is so silly. And like, he yeah. goes and like doing you a favor to push that button to fix that problem. Like, but wh- why you bothers him? He is like he's so busy with technology, making servers to run, and all that thing. Like, this got to change. This stereotype have to be gone forever it's 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 asian like it's, i think it's gone you know, uh, i think jeff bezos pretty much crushed that one i think um you know he's like the biggest nerd that there was in a garage you know and now he's like the richest most popular guy in the world so um it's it's dying it might be dying it might be dying slowly there's certainly there's certainly still many businesses that are going under there going under because they have failed to um latch on to or failed to, I guess, embrace the technology curve, whatever that may be, or, or fail to invest properly in technology advancements. I'm curious, what do you think drives more? Because there's a lot of technology out there that keeps getting sold, that keeps getting pushed, that is clearly not the most efficient or not the best, but it comes down to bureaucracy or politics or, or whatever it is that keeps driving uh, the business. You could certainly say that in healthcare, uh, but in, you know, just from a, from a network standpoint, you know, like why aren't we doing things in a more efficient way? Is it because we've already invested this and there's a, a cash cow there and there's people that are um, lobbying government, et cetera, to prevent this? Well, Phil, you're touching the very interesting points. Like I, I hate to see the companies, which is uh, a technology companies, which is, uh, they are trying to stretch their solution over your use case in uh, just trying to make a sale as opposed to understanding where they can bring the value to your company or to your business. And um, this is why probably a lot of vendors who are reaching out to me, they think, uh, I, and maybe I have to apologize to all salespeople. they all nice people. They, they, they just <laughs> do their job. But, uh, but sometimes the, the methods they use or uh, the company they work, it's not their great company. And I, I was, uh, I, I maybe have a little bit sad story when, uh, one, one girl, she's in the sales, she was reaching out to me, uh, uh, trying to sell some, uh, check scanners. And I was telling her, Hey, look, I can buy exactly the same check scanners on Amazon twice as cheap as you are selling me or offering me. <laughs> Why should I buy from you? And she said, like, well, because we offer blah, 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 like you will get expedited delivery within yeah. like five to seven uh-huh. days. I yeah. said, listen, I can get like a next day business, like next business day delivery from Amazon twice cheap as yours. Like, but we will yeah. have a warranty and blah, blah, blah. But look, I can buy for the, the same price two check scanners and leave one on a shelf, just sit there in case if the, my first one dies. Uh, why still should I buy it? And uh, and we checked the other items like uh, IP, uh, IP phones and uh, everything. Like, like, yeah. like, and, and, like I found out next day she quit. <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> Think about it. You can't sell something that you don't believe in. You shouldn't. I guess a lot of people do. I would say the 80, 20, yeah. I'd say 80% of the people do just because, you know, I need a job or whatever it is. But it's one of the reasons why you know, quit corporate America years ago and just, you know, decided to, to provide kind of like a, an agnostic point of view or, or be a, you know, kind of more of a solution expert where you can have access to everything. Um, so interesting. The, it, there is a lot of companies that are still doing that because someone just didn't audit or they didn't do it. Or like you said, they're in the explosive growth phase or something got stuck in the right. growth phase and they don't have an operations guy that's gone back through and looked at, well, why are we still buying this way? I don't know. We just always have. We've always bought from XYZ company, but hey, you know, we can get this now on Amazon or order from Staples or whatever the heck it is. Um, interesting. Um, I'm telling you, IT becomes a commodity. I, I mean, in in the large sense. Uh, you can what do you say to the IT guys? Network as a service. What, what do you say to the IT guys that are overworked, that don't even have time to s- step back and take a look? Because there might be. I I know for a fact that there's a lot of companies out there still with with multiple legacy systems and legacy silos, and they're dealing with this, and they just don't have time to migrate it. They're just kind of 
dealing with the drinking from the fire hose on a daily basis. Their IT department might be a little bit underfunded. There's only, you know, I, I, I think of it as the ratio of one IT guy to a hundred end users. So anyone within that ratio, you're a one to a hundred, you're kind of like, you know, overloaded. How do you manage that? How do you step back and, you know, like, Hey, let's eliminate this, let's eliminate this and get rid of this legacy silo. It's going to eliminate, you know, these bottlenecks and, but I don't even have time. I don't even have time. So I'm still ordering from whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I have my answer. This is actually a very awesome question because I I was in this shoes before many, many times. And uh, like, if you say, hey, listen, I don't have time to look into possible efficiencies. I have to deal with legacy systems. Uh, this is mean you have to force yourself to find the time because otherwise it never ends. But you have to force yourself and find the time. And probably the answer will be already available because you need to ask yourself, where I spend most of my time? Where? Uh, and probably for most organizations going to be onboarding, offboarding people. Uh, this is most routine task and it's not automated with ever-increasing uh, uh, SaaS uh, applications used in, in enterprise sector. This is, will only grow more and more. And understanding that you forgot to terminate account. And, uh, so MACDs, we call those like MACDs, or I call them a MAC attack, like move, add, change, delete, d- these type of things. Uh, yes, yes. And those are actually sometimes may take up to 60 or 50%, uh, like at least half a percent of your time onboarding of boarding users. Because it's it's very hard to automate uh, in the current uh, IT landscape because not a lot of uh, solutions offer like SAML or a, a single sign-on solution, things like that. So this is so easy to uh, uh, miss certain uh, accounts being terminated. Or when you onboard user, it's going to create a bunch of follow-up tickets. Like, hey, like, look, I got company email set up, but I'm missing access to this uh, BI system where like uh, I, my level of access is not exactly where it should be. And uh, it, it's not um, the problem for large organizations because uh, uh, they have different problems, but for definitely small, medium-sized business, it's number one problem. Second thing about legacy problems is I, I have to face or deal uh, with those problems myself. And in this case, you have no other choice. Just uh, go to the business and uh, or decision makers and tell them, "Look, guys, we not able to support this." Uh, and this conversation have to be prepared. So you have to understand what's the uh, basically. You have have at least maybe two, three different solutions. Like one was on the lower end, someone uh, somewhere mid tier, and uh, the top tier solution to replace your legacy system. And you, you got to be prepared. And uh, when I say prepared, it's not only like cost to replace, but like total cost of ownership, like the, the full full financial information got to be in your hand before, before you go and uh, get your sponsorship uh, buy-in. Because otherwise, it's going to be just a waste of time. You're going to face the same conversation over and over, uh, saying, hey, we have this legacy system. We got to get rid of this. And business will say, oh, we don't want to spend the money and we have no idea what the cost is so you got to be prepared first to get that buy-in and then uh like if business still will be arguing and saying like oh we don't want to spend this money or we don't have such money but just tell them okay if i will unplug this black box right now what what's kind of productivity loss we will see or face like a how much how much dollars will be sink into the toilet if i will unplug this box <laughs> this is going to be a conversation where um you will it definitely will get hurt uh people will start listening like because if you don't have any way to support this legacy system and if it dies tomorrow that's exactly what you're trying to show them like i will pull this plug and this is it that's what we may face any moment of the time and uh, uh sponsors will be a little bit more inclined to have this dialogue because you have some uh, information hand which they can think of and uh to in their eyes, it will be just a totally business decision. It's not going to be IT decision. It's not technology decision. It just will be a business decision. Okay, so this black box, uh, uh, if we will lose it tomorrow, this is how much losses we'll have, or we can prevent this or avoid those losses with this such an expense. And uh, there is an old saying which is uh, uh, kind of comes along 
If the problem can be solved with the money, it's not a problem, it's just an expense. That's what it is. So basically to all those folks which just struggle with legacy systems, that's the approach you probably can try. And uh, I can guarantee in 80-90% cases you will be successful. Or in uh, otherwise, if uh, you still struggle, maybe, maybe it's not the right company to work for. Maybe you want to look a little bit uh, different company. And then, uh, or, or this company with this kind of uh, strategy, even like business decisions, not obvious to uh, business uh, people, then it's probably this business will go under um, sometime soon. So that's that's my answer to you. So try that. If not, look for other company. Um, <laughs> if I unplug this box, what will happen? That's pretty much the strategy. Right. But I, I would add to the strategy, you got to be prepared with the answer. Uh, prefer more than one answer. What to do if these bugs die? Like what uh, kind of other technology replacement you can bring and what it will cost to have it to replace this black box? In other words, a good, better, yeah. best. Like here's our, here's our basic, what yeah, we yeah. can do, like bare bones. Here's what's good and here's what's best. And then have different bullet points along the way that would say, you know, well, if we go with the best, then we also will gain efficiencies. We'll gain this, we'll gain this. But if we just go with the bare minimum, Absolutely. we'll it. Okay. Absolutely. It, it, it depends who are you are, like which role you in. And let's say if you are... Um, uh, IT manager in the company which just doesn't have a like a small or medium-sized business which just don't have a official CTO or CIO title. This is for you uh, a career path where you uh, effectively will get one of those projects in your uh, resume where you accomplish replacing this legacy system. And this is for you a very valuable uh, experience to move forward because uh, as more and more legacy system gets replaced in the companies with the uh, more modern solutions. Uh, I like to think this is like a uh, the how the serverless approach uh, revolutionized this uh, siloed uh, big uh, monolith application style approach in microservices. This is the same same thing here for your career. You can effectively modernize your career approach by uh, facing those legacy systems. And also realizing where your potential, where you spend your most of your time. Is it onboarding of new users or maybe uh, support something like a, um, a very poor code and you have to support this. So you, you got to face those uh, challenges which is you spend most of your time and address those. This is how you can gain uh, more time for yourself. And then once you have more time for yourself, you can start looking around. What else you can improve? where you can uh, bring more efficiencies to your company or uh, your department. And uh, with all this knowledge and the, the free time, you can use it to maybe learn new technologies, which is you can uh, suggest to the business. And now think about this like a ladder in your career. So first of all, you address inefficiencies in your company and try to solve this. Second, uh, you are... Uh, uh, challenging business with uh, replacing legacy systems. The third, you will have time to uh, study and uh, learn new technologies and kind of develop yourself. This is step number three, where you can even bring more efficiencies to the company, or you will become, uh, with all this uh, three steps process, you will become more valuable in uh, IT market. So basically, if uh, you will be looking for the next chapter, chapter in your career, this is definitely going to be a big, big, big plus to your uh, resume when you will be able to talk about those challenges and uh, things you was able to fix for the company. So I want to ask you, um, I, it's brilliant. I want to ask you what, you what you're studying right now, but before we get to that, everyone out there listening, please, um, if you enjoy the show, please go to Apple Podcasts, search Dissecting Popular IT Nerds, scroll to the bottom and give us your honest review. For example, John DeBritt 
he gave us five stars and he says, I appreciate the humor and the approach. Love to see this podcast is growing and developing. Keep it up, Phil. We've got John Wadsworth. Good show. Phil does a good job digging into the lives and work of IT directors. And then uh, TJ Star 15, nerds with a bunch of exclamation points. Uh, always funny and to the point, but more importantly, relevant. Subscribe. You'll be glad you did. So thank you guys. You're, you're the last three that gave uh, reviews. We need like 140 to actually become, uh, I think, in like the top 10 technology podcasts. And uh, last week, somehow I made it onto the list of top 35 podcasts that you need to listen to, technology podcasts you need to listen to in 2021. So so we got that going for us. Now, to, to move on, Andre, what you're already like partial genius came over, you know, electrical engineer, like really, what are you studying right now? What's your passion right now? What do you want to study? What's the end game for you? Because you said growing your career and quite frankly, I'd like to end my career and, um, you know, do whatever the heck I want to do. So what's, what's your end game or what are you studying right now? What are you passionate about? I, I, I guess I really guess I did end my career for everyone out there listening to. It. I, I kind of did end my career. I mean, I sit in my basement and talk on a microphone and I've got eight kids. What else could I do? <laughs> Anyways, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, ah, that's a great question. I, I don't know. I so get used to uh, being like in startups and uh, work for different companies and uh, running my own gigs. So I definitely don't see myself retiring, sitting in the basement, doing nothing. <laughs> not what not you, like you feel, feel but, <laughs> but, but uh, definitely, like, uh, I always will be learning about the uh, new technologies all the time, regardless how, how many, how old I will get, I will be learning this. I what's the best thing? What's something at the top of your head right now? Like, what's the most exciting thing you see going on right now? Uh, I, I guess... Uh, robots or uh, supply chain robotization, like all those micro fulfillment centers. Mm. Uh, I with electrical engineering uh, routes. Um, I'm I'm trying to build my own drones and uh, kind of like mm. understand from this perspective how the <laughs> like all, all those robots may work. Uh, trying to program and uh, I found it interesting. Like DJI, they introduced a little while their platform called RoboMaster, where you can uh, start at least, like even your kids will have so much fun to try to program this robot. This is absolutely amazing. And if you think about this, um, the, how the technology will be evolving, uh, definitely the edge of uh, biology and technology, uh, mm. it's going to be like new breakthroughs in, in, this, um, in this field. So this uh, rings home really deep. This rings home really deep with me. So I have got my son who want and my all my kids and they want to make money because that's just how they are. Like, Dad, how can I make money? Dad, what can I do? Can I sell telecom? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Here's a list. Start calling these people. Um, Dad, I want to do this. So my son, uh, I helped him write a sales letter about, you know, sending out to the neighborhood for mowing people's lawns, right? And that mm-hmm. sales letter you know, whatever it is in the sales letter and the the hundredth cut will be just as good as the first cut because everyone goes lame, right? Like you hire a cleaning lady or cleaning group, right? They clean your house. Awesome. Like the first two times by the time, by the time a year goes by, you're like, Hey, why it's just, you know, is it really worth paying for this anymore? Anyways, I'm really, uh, the coffee's starting to kick in. Um, (laughs) so at the end of his sales letter, it's, it's a, so, do you want, you know, me, Gabriel Howard to cut your lawn? And he gives him two options. Like, yes, I would love Gabriel to cut my lawn or no, I'd prefer that the youth of today continue to do nothing and sit inside and play Xbox all day and waste their life. So I'm not going to support you in cutting my lawn. You know, anyways, but he's really, uh, I told him, I was like, Hey, you know, you should get into like drones. You know, why don't you get into drones and robots or something? Because I don't know, you could go find a bunch of real estate agents and I don't know, do roof inspection or do flyovers for their properties or something. But for everyone out there listening that has kids, everyone cares about their kids. Everyone wants what's best for them. Robomaster and programming. I mean, where, where would you send your kids to do for fun or spend extra time to learn and play with technology? Where would you send them? There? That, that, that's, uh, that's what I already doing. Uh, at home, <laughs> so we play with uh, different drones and uh, build that ro- program, RoboMaster. I was um, probably was going to get the second one so we can start having a battle of robots, which is you probably have seen some Japanese shows on YouTube where they have robots just 
fighting with each other. And mm. they have like a real destruction derby of robots. Like this is absolutely amazing. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> that actually got into real uh, business use cases or production. Like uh, I use drones to inspect or roof or find the uh, line of sight. When we was connecting buildings between uh, two different buildings and standing uh, on IT posts, yeah. uh, fixed wire or uh, microwave uh, mesh network between different buildings, which yeah. can be like a, maybe a mile away, a few miles away from each other. But if you have a line of sight, so which you can confirm. Are you using or, ubiquity or are you using ubiquity or what? Or are you using for point? Yeah, you, ubiquity is normally my go to gear. If you like, this is so inexpensive and uh, the. Uh, Lidia was evolving with uh, their UISP uh, platform where you can manage everything from a single pane of glass, your all your networks. This is they smoked amazing. it. They did so good. They smoked the fixed wireless industry. I remember when they first came yeah. out, we were like, ah, Motorola, gone. Like all the other ones are like, you know, they're done. Ubiquity was just killing it. Okay. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. And this is we really talking about like uh, when uh, you're asking like where else we can find efficiencies. That that's exactly what I did. I found out that we can drop a lot of ISPs and just kind of become our own ISP. Just connect a bunch of buildings with uh, uh, two, three uplinks, redundant uplinks, where you can fail over between them if one of the fails uh, of them fails. But uh, all your buildings will stay connected. And now buildings have become more and more smart. Like you have a smart boilers, you have. Uh, uh, IP intercom systems. You have like all kind of sensors. And now, now thinking about the, it's still kind of a little bit expensive, but uh, you can think a little bit more uh, of modern way to automate your lighting system. Because I was always mad when I was seeing uh, the light is on in the buildings, like uh, in the middle of the day. I was yeah. uh, calling our property manager, saying like, "Dude, like, what's going on? Why are we wasting like electrical power here? Like, and, like, oh, like." Uh, uh, it's a timer broke. Like, okay, good. Uh, all those flat sensors, if you think like how much damage burst pipe can do to the building, like all this connected technology just uh, I, I brought to the company uh, a little bit over maybe like three years ago. And now on the roadmap to get all the buildings connected uh, uh, with different types of technology, like you, it's not always uh, possible to do with uh, microwave because it's just simply no uh, line of sight, but you can do it utilizing SD-WAN technology at very efficient and at very good scale, and it, it will not take a bunch of uh, tech people to run around and support this, because effectively you are plug all those systems to your uh, back office team, which just can, again, manage everything from a single pane of glass and understand if there's any issues with the buildings or connectivity issues and things like that. This is, again, we are speaking about uh, efficiencies, productivity gains, and things like that. So we're talking back to those people who are uh, challenged with the daily operations. They have zero free time to do anything. I've been trying to think of how to make this bridge throughout this entire show to... I think you're seeing things in Russian. I think you're seeing things in Russian. Uh, maybe that should be the new segment of the show. Like, How do we see things in Russian? Okay. And what I really mean by that is, and I've been trying to pinpoint it as to like what it is, like why do people, why would people listen to you? Why would you be successful doing what you're doing so much? And I think the bottom line is you care. And I know that sounds a lot, but like just the fact that you would care that the lights are on in the building, most people are going to walk around, they're not going to even notice that. They're not going to even notice that. So how do you care? How do you get people to open up their eyes? Because they don't. They show up, they collect a paycheck. This is my job. I get it. But how much do we really care and get involved in the, the ultimate um, success and or failure of the company? And the, the American mentality a lot is like, what is my employer doing for me? Right? Um, and how are they, you know, I'm going to interview you know, I'm not going to interview for the company. That company should be interviewing me. That's kind of like the new mentality is like the company should be interviewing me. And really though, it should be, what can you provide? What kind of value can you come provide this company? I don't know. It's this, it's this weird duality, right? You know, cause the Gary V's of the world are going to be like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, you know what I mean? It's the opposite. It's kind of this weird fake, this fake social media realm. That's not real, but what is real is, you were in how many 
classmates or how many people in Russia right now wish they were in your position over here in America? And I'm, and I'm just, and I don't want to make it sound like, you know, like America's better. I'm, I don't really know. Cause I asked you this last time, how many inventions has America made? Like, it seems like America invents everything. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we made, the, we invented the COVID vaccine. The Russians came up with the COVID vaccine. I don't know. I don't have the answer how many of my classmates wish to be in, in my, uh, where I'm at. Um, but United States was, uh, probably like it's was not purely my choice where to relocate it. My grandparents, they immigrated from XUSR and there was a political reason why they immigrated. Okay. And it just, it was getting older and uh, it was like an idea. They get old. Let, let's just move there and kind of see around, like learn new things and see new things. Cool. And that's basically, yeah, that's basically my approach. Like you, you don't care what's the nationality you are, Russian or who, if you travel, if you are uh, seeing different cultures, yep. different opinions, yep. different point of view, uh, this is, will definitely help you to look into things under different angles. And you this is global. how you can find. I feel like Welcome. I'm part of a global. I feel like I'm part of a global community. I don't see myself as because I've traveled a lot and I've seen other parts of the world. And I've, I've seen areas of the world that are stereotypically judged very highly from like a, in kind of Western standpoint. And it's not like that. We're all, we're all humans. You know what I mean? Like, like we're all, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, like this idea of Russia, that sometimes people have this idea of like, no, we're waiting in line for our tomato paste and, um, you know, rice <laughs> and our, you know, our communist handout. You know what I mean? Like there's this kind of like, I, you know, that's a kind of the old school ideology and now there's i'm just playing around with it because i want to throw that out there but yeah when you travel yeah yes the the travel probably it's part of the answer why because like uh, i know so many americans or local people even my colleagues they never been out of state sometimes like not even from the country like from the united states they never been out of state but this is so crucial for you to get uh different views and opinions and things like you, you got to travel you got to you got to learn. You you got to be very curious. You got to be pioneering in uh, new areas for you yeah, to discover the, those new things. Yeah. And my wife, she always like laughs at me, like uh, Andre, you you so broken. Like every time we go somewhere, a new place, I'm starting looking. Oh, what kind of Wi-Fi they use? Like, uh, let me hack here. Like, let, let's see what I can do. Like, uh, let me scan network. Like, like all those were like, or why are you guys doing this? Or what kind of gear are you using? Like, or like I'm so curious. Uh, um, like what kind of technology they use in their places? So I, I beat the hell out of people there, like and asking them, like, why? Is, what's here? And and things like that and kind of sharing my view. Uh, but luckily in uh, in Russia, a lot of my friends or family, uh, like family friends or like classmates or who have been in school together, they kind of, uh, I'm not sure, is it just maybe my school or something like that? I, I totally think I was in average school. Um, actually, I take that back. It was not average. I was in sports school. <laughs> so, but Im imagine in my, uh, in my, what class, kind of sports did you play? I mean, and, and first of all, we, we, there's so many points here. There's so many great points because I was in the supermarket the other day and they're remodeling the supermarket and I'm looking up at the ceiling and I see all the cat six drops, cat five, cat five, cat six, whatever they're running. I'm seeing all the drops along the ceiling and then I'm start looking at, and I start seeing Wi-Fi access points everywhere. Like every, like, mm -hmm. like every 20 feet. Like, like way too close to get, I'm like, like, how did they map out? Like who did, who wired this and who mapped it out and who decided that this was a good idea? And then I asked the, the store guy, I was like, Hey, um, what do you guys, do you guys have like Wi-Fi in here or something? Like, what are you using? Do you guys have an app? Are you going to help me shop? I'm, I'm starting to ask all these questions. Like, is this so I can like price things out? Like, do you guys, have, I'm thinking like there's some kind of app that's going to know, start suggesting products that I bought from last time. I'm thinking all this like advanced stuff that they should have. Like, why do you have, why do you roll out this internal network in the store? And he's like, oh, well, you just got to have Wi-Fi, you know? Like <laughs> that was his answer. And I'm looking at it wow. like, there's no reason for them to have like all these access points. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe they're using it for inventory, maybe barcoding inventory. Maybe they're using it to do counts, you know, maybe. You know, 
I, I have a feeling maybe this guy have no uh, clue what uh, he was no talking clue. about because yeah. the, a lot of modern uh, Wi-Fi uh, access points, even like a, uh, maybe Miraki started this first, but uh, it kind of spread across all other vendors. Like even Ubiquiti, they have a BLE been built into their modern access points and they are uh, trying to connect different sensors to them. It's all in beta, but you will see it's coming. So basically, why you need to have those BLE built in? Because it will help you to navigate in the store and provide analytics yeah. uh, to the store operations about your uh, uh, customer journey paths uh -huh. in the retail. Yeah. So maybe this guy was totally wrong and he didn't realize that say, all those Wi-Fi access points, they're not all about Wi-Fi. It's all about connectivity, uh, efficiently manage a bunch of your BLE uh, or Bluetooth. Uh, and you think about the iBeacons, for example, from uh, Apple. Those are... Um, those devices will help to push you certain coupons or discounts and things like that. So you was kind of right. And I think this guy just didn't realize that that's what they're doing. It's like when I pull into a Wendy's parking lot and my McDonald's app dings. Right. You know, I pull into Wendy's and a McDonald's right. feeds me a coupon. <laughs> like right away. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, like they're, of course they're controlling us. Uh, but yeah, what? for deployment and where they're, you know, the customer journey, like you're saying, like I shouldn't walk from aisle one to aisle five to aisle three to 15. Like, yeah, it's, it's very problematic. So huh. you are the product now. Look, you, you get, yeah, uh, on in all, like regardless of what retail is saying, like, Oh, we will, uh, you know, like we will not just like, will not look into your identity. We're not spying you. It's all, it's like, Modern companies, actually, as a matter of fact, all retailers are becoming tech companies now. They are no longer just pure retail companies like mm. uh, moving boxes or like uh, CPG. They mm. are becoming uh, tech companies and they have to. They've been pushed to because otherwise, all you see around all this retail apocalypse happens to the companies which just fail to uh, adapt. They, help, uh, they fail to uh, transform and go through digital transformation it's all because of that. It's all because all, all these people got caught in so uh, so much in the daily routine. They did not have probably uh, boldness or courage to stop and look around what they can do, what they can do differently. People get lazy. In general, do you think com people get lazy? Do you think companies get lazy? Everybody, well, uh, well th there are different types of laziness, Phil, I have to tell you. Like, I'm probably the most lazy person in, in the earth. And I keep telling, <laughs> like, uh, when I met my wife, like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm a sportsman. I'm super lazy person. Like, I'm most lazy person in the world. Why? <laughs> because I know the value of the time I can rest <laughs> and do nothing. <laughs> because, yeah. like, I, I, I used to have, like, three, three workouts per day. Uh, like one in the morning, one doing day, what? Like doing a, what? Powerlifting? What? No, I I had uh two like in the morning and uh around noon time I was having a swimming because I I went to school and I I used to be in Olympics sports team for swimming. Okay, and uh, which has also influenced a lot. And in the evening I was uh, taking martial arts classes, uh, doing Russian style wrestling. <laughs> so sambo? Uh, it was sambo? A while ago, but is it sambo no not sambo it's, it's uh. uh if it's um I, I probably need to send you a couple of video clips or uh links how okay. this works but it's for russian martial art style it's uh it goes to how you uh use your uh um sword to gotcha. run the battle for two days, for example, straight. Uh, uh. Some of Russian uh, warriors have been known they can fight for days without stopping because they mm. uh, had certain techniques how to uh, uh, use this sword mm. and in their show of the sword to not get tired. I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu addict. Um, Habib is, is my favorite MMA fighter and he wears a t-shirt that says like, if Sambo were easy, they'd call it jujitsu. 
but um, I still like him. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I still like him. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, jujitsu, and in between that, if there's waves, I'll surf. And I'm still trying to to bang in some extra workouts. But the sleep is the biggest factor. The recovering at 44 years old, the sleep is the biggest factor. I need like I should be getting 10, 12 hours of sleep, but I'm getting seven, six. Anyways. Right, and uh, similar to technology, lazy people like all those technology inventions come because people are lazy. <laughs> yeah, some of the best IT directors say to me, they're like, "Phil, look, here's what I want you to do. I'm lazy. I want you to help me be more lazy." <laughs> they're like, "I'm doing this and I'm implementing this because I don't want to deal with this," and that should be the mentality. That should be the mentality. Help you become right. more lazy. If you're, and it's hard sometimes, I think it's hard. We have this weird work ethic. I don't know what it is about America. Is it like, why do we have to be constantly working? Why? And that's another thing. When you travel, you realize that like people take naps in the middle of the day for two, three hours. They might get up real early and work till 12, but they sleep from 12 to three. And then they, you know, get up and work till seven at night or something and then hang out at a coffee shop with friends and stuff. It's, it's quite refreshing in many cases. Uh, and yet at the same time, I asked you last time, like, why do you think um, people that come over in the boat from any country are more successful? And why do you think like, are we going to, you know, the original OG Americans are going to lose the scene? And you're like, well, I think we were just more hungry and learned to, uh, to do more with less or kind of wear multiple hats at one time, as opposed to just kind of focus on one particular thing. Is there, is there anything it's to the, that? The same, it's the same effect where you see like a bigger city attracting a lot of people or uh, or immigrants where they they come there, they work two, three different jobs at the same time compared to the people who uh, was born there. They kind of taking everything for granted. Yeah. Uh, and they see like, uh, oh, like look, in, even in the corporate world, this young, hungry person comes and do, does twice more uh, work done than you used to do. And this has become apparent to your uh, supervisors. They will start thinking, oh, look, this is the right guy to promote, right? And you start uh, thinking like, oh, these guys are taking our bread and butter, like, oh, yeah. well, let's kick them out. And like, oh. But in, in reality, is it's, uh, it's a matter of uh, those people with high energy and hungry, uh, they are, will be always um, uh, kind of pushing to the limits that all other people who get used to be lazy and kind of sit back and relax. It's like, it's like the, the endless cycle. So we need to learn to somehow we need to like input that laziness in to make us look hungry. We need to implement some kind of technology that makes us look always hungry and working really hard. Yeah. Here in the sales speeches or demos, you'll see, Oh, like you push this button, this will do this for you. No, I am so lazy. I don't even want to push this button. I want everything happen automatically. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it, it has been a it has been a pleasure having you on this show. I, I got to ask you, what's the dumbest thing you've seen lately? I'm, I'm trying to implement this new segment. It's called "It's a Stupid Thing." Like, it's a stupid thing. What's the dumbest thing that you've seen in technology lately, or the dumbest thing that people should avoid? Don't do this. This is like a really a stupid thing. This is what I noticed. Well, I I don't probably have uh, such a great example right now, but what I have to deal with, you probably will ask yourself uh, when you go sometimes to the field and you see low-skilled employees uh, printing papers, filling it out, and scanning it back, you will ask yourself, why? And sometimes the answer can be, listen, if we'll give them iPad, we'll train them, they will realize that they actually become a little bit more skilled and they'll find the other job and you kind of wasted your time and resources to train them and teach them. Uh, it's probably not the best example, but printing something out, uh, filling out the paper and scan it back, it's, uh, I just cannot stand with this. It's a huge example because especially in like a lot of logistics and delivery companies, uh, I see it in pharmaceuticals and uh, delivering. I think the last example I saw was like some sort of oxygen delivery company where they were doing that exact process. And the whole reason why they were holding back so much is because IT did not want to deal with the, the whole, the, the juggernaut was the holdup of having to train the drivers to use an iPad. That was the 
that everything hinged on, oh, we just don't want to go through the training. We just don't want to break the way that it's always been done. But they did it and they forced it through and it created some ridiculously mass, mass efficiency with, you know, prevention of missed deliveries and, you know, lost accounts and things not getting paid for. It was like, you know, like one little simple fix like that was, uh, so that's a good one. It's a stupid thing. Printing papers and scanning, filling out forms manually filling out forms and faxing them or scanning them is I guess what we should say. Now, in another scenario, just to play, you know, devil's advocate, if you're trying to prevent people from communicating with you, then make the only way they can communicate with you via fax. (laughs) (laughs) You will hide away from uh, lawyers and uh, like uh, most legacy people are probably lawyers. (laughs) lawyers and doctors it would be doctors but they were forced but obama forced them to go digital digital medical records you you know what i mean (laughs) but yeah there's this there's this in marketing there's this famous guy dan kennedy which a lot of people probably know but the only way to get a hold of him it's like he's like like you know like the the no one gets through to see the wizard type of guy you know what i mean the only way to get a hold of him is to fax him a request and then you must fax him. Yeah, it's, 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 it's beautiful. Actually. It's quite, it's quite amazing. I don't know what's going to happen when that breaks down, but um, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you have given plenty of advice. I do not even need to ask you what the best advice was because it already was. It's if I unplug this box, what will happen? That's probably the most genius question that anyone could ask. Uh, we might even title the show that. So thank you so much for being on the show. All right, Phil. Uh, pleasure. Take care.